it's Glenn McQueenie, and welcome to my 25-minute success series podcast. Today, we have a long-distance guest on the phone, and we're talking to Kimberly Small from my home group in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. So how are you doing, Kim? Hi, Glenn. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. I'm excited to talk to you. And for those people listening, Scottsdale is probably one of the most beautiful places in the world. I've had a pleasure to be there probably but seven or eight times. It's just on the north tip of uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and it's uh, right in the middle of the desert, and it's probably one of the coolest places in the world. So I'm a little bit jealous, Kim, that uh, that you get to work in that market all the time and I get to work in Toronto. So. <laughs> Well, you can come down and visit anytime you want, Glenn. That's awesome. We'll have Thank you. you. Perfect. So, um, can you just give us a little background of like just how long you've been in the business and uh, kind of where you are now and where you would like to go? Sure. Well, I have been in the business just shy of 14 years, and I am kind of in a place right now where I have broken off from a larger company and off to my home group. And I have a very small team, which is myself, one other agent, a budding um, sort of part-time admin and in a place of reevaluation and new growth is where I would say I am. And I've always been a referral agent. I've always been kind of a, a boutique, um, you know, business person, if you will, as opposed to more of a, a large, you know, paper mill kind of grind kind of team. And yet, uh, I have been able to find, you know, some success in in business. And yet, I've never been able to sort of get off the real estate roller coaster of you know, oh my goodness, I have all this business and then I have no business. And then I have all this business and then I have no business. So in in all of my my stages of business, I have always still been on that roller coaster, if you will. Right. So what would you like to do? Like, who's your perfect client right now? If you kind of think back on, you know, over the last 12 months or 24 months, like four or five kind of perfect clients where you just like loved working with them. They loved you. It was a relatively easy transaction just because there was, you know, you guys had like similar mindsets and, you know, there's a lot of trust and stuff. Like just paint a picture of the kind of avatar of what your perfect client, who they are or who would you love to work with all the time? That's really easy for me because I literally just had a closing just this past week and That's exactly how I would describe this scenario. From start to finish, it was a referral couple, a young couple, first-time home buyers right here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. They were a referral client to me. They had nothing but trust from the very, very start. We had a start-to-finish transaction from the time I met them to the time they were closing in their new home for, it was basically six weeks from start to finish. They had nothing but trust from the very get-go for me. I absolutely love teaching first-time home buyers. I'm passionate about teaching. Um, 
I, I love the hand-holding process of teaching them and helping them to understand and sitting down with them and meeting with them in person and, you know, helping them to understand the process from start to finish of, you know, how to, you know, understand everything from, from the beginning purchase to understanding the financing portion and sitting down with the lender and making sure that they feel warm and fuzzy about everything and, you know, going through the home inspection process. And so just everything with regard to that has been wonderful. And I'm actually working with also another couple now who are at the opposite end of the spectrum, and yet they're just as fabulous. They're an older couple, kind of em empty nester couple, also referral clients. And however, they're new to each other, and so they feel like new, like first-time home buyers all over again. And so, Again, we're kind of going through that hand-holding process of teaching them together how, you know, you know, teaching them about Arizona, teaching them, um, you know, about the market here. And so we're going through that process again, and they have their home inspection today. So that's kind of been my niche of my favorite type of people to work with, the people that know me and love me, who've been referred to me, and I love them, and they have that innate trust in me. and you know, together we can just conquer the world and get through anything, even if there are, you know, hiccups or, or things that go wrong in the transaction, because there will be. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always think it's um, the emotional piggy bank, right? And if you can build a big emotional piggy right. bank, um, <laughs> things go wrong. And so there's going to be a couple of withdrawals along the way. Um, but if you have a big, deep bank, like everyone's like, okay, well, it's just stuff that happens and it's, um, you know, the way you've, I love when you were talking about how you just like love your clients and love helping them and serving and leading them. Um, and that's probably why you get so many referrals because people just feel it when they're working with you. Thanks. I really do enjoy it. I, I, I relish those times and it gives me it reinvigorates me, you know, I'll, I'll come out of a, uh, just before I started working with that, that young couple, I had a really draining, yucky, you know, transaction that I just kind of knew from the beginning I shouldn't have been a part of. And then I met with this young couple and I sat with them for three hours, you know, after hours, I don't think I got home until, you know, 8.30 at night, and I, uh, you would have thought I would, I came, you know, from the amusement park, like I was bouncing off the walls, I was so excited, you know, to have met with them, and uh, I mean, literally, it, it literally changes everything about my being, who I am, how I see the world, how I react to my family, and I couldn't have been happier. Right. Well, isn't it interesting that the kind of mindsets you're trying to attract are exactly who you are, right? It's like when you feel loved Absolutely. and warmed and supported, you're at your best self. And um, so the way you feel loved and warmed and supported is by helping other people and make them feel loved, warmed, and supported. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. 100%. Right. Okay. So if we're kind of going to, you know, so our, your kind of niche market is find um, people that you can serve at a really high level, hold their hand, guide them through the very challenging process. Um, because when you do that, it makes you feel good. And for a lot of other realtors, 
who are more like you know high transaction based it's like they're just trying to do deals they, they like you're the sense I get from you, Kim, is like you're counting relationships where a lot of your other realtors are just counting deals. Exactly. I right. would agree so, with that 100%, Glenn. Great. So if that's the case, then we have to try to find where those people are right now, what's keeping them up at night, and then what we can do is create a niche around getting the right messaging and the right target, like zeroing right in on what their biggest fears are so that when they see what you're offering, it's kind of like fishing, you know, like you use different lures to catch different fish. When they see that you're talking that language all the time, they're sitting there going, you get me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Right. It's kind of like when you're sitting with a good friend having a great chat and they're like, you know, you're just like, oh, my God, you get me. And like, oh, I know. I totally get you, too. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. And that's what just makes <laughs> for this really, like, amazing conversation, right? <clears throat> so where is yes. your first-time buyer now? Like, where are they living now and where are they going to buy to? If you had to design, so I'm we're designing this program I'm in charge of filling three appointments for you tomorrow of the perfect client mm -hmm. avatar. So I need to know where they are and where do they typically go. So they are in North Scottsdale and they are in, I would say, so kind of how we describe uh, Scottsdale, if you will, is we divide them into zip codes. We divide Scottsdale into zip codes so or little uh, neighborhoods if you will. Mm -hmm. So um, the 85255 area of Scottsdale is where I live um, and I kind of spend most of my time. It's where my kids go to school. Um, and so like that McDowell Mountain Ranch area where, um, you know, without, you know, divulging too much of that information, basically kind of you know, where I live, work, play, work out, you know, all that stuff, that's kind of where I'd like to focus on. And because I know the schools, I know the places to go, I know the places to eat, it really makes sense because I can serve my clients at the highest level. It's not that there's a part of the valley that I haven't sold a piece of real estate because in almost 14 years I have. And yet I'd love to focus my energy and time the most where I feel that I can, you know, give the most of my value in my community where I live and I work and I play, if you will. And that's also where you're most confident, right? Because you just know everything, right? And there's not going to be a question that someone's going right. to ask you. You're like, uh, I don't know. You're going to be like, well, thanks for asking me that question. <laughs> and here's a great answer. So exactly. for those people listening – and I might be a bit geography, geographically challenged, but I'm pretty sure that the north, the, the McDowell Ranch is in the northeast corner of Scottsdale. Is that right? Absolutely. That's absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, um, and where are they living right now before they move into that McDowell Ranch area? So, more than likely, they are renting an apartment. Um, and they're Where probably living nearby. I mean, they might be living even in Old Town Scottsdale because they're getting ready to, um, you know, just build a family. And so maybe they're renting an apartment in 
Old Town Scottsdale, and they're getting ready to move up to what's called the suburbs here um, in Scottsdale, and they still want to be in Scottsdale because maybe they work in Scottsdale, and yet they want more of a family and type of environment, and so that's going to lead them to go a little bit further north. So that's typically the tra trajectory or the trend here that happens here is, you know, younger couples such as these first-time homebuyers, you know, whether they're buying in the half a million dollar price range, which is typically that price range, um, they are typically going from that, you know, okay, we're, we're going to leave our, you know, apartment-style living to it's time for us to start a family. And so now we're interested in, you know, where are the great school districts? And, you know, down the road we're going to be starting a family, and so we'd like to, to find our first home. Okay. And what's their biggest fear right now? What's keeping them awake at night when they're lying in their bed, lying together, talking about, you know, I'm tired of renting, we got to move, and then what's the conversation that's going on in their head right now? Or in between them, what would you say? I think that a lot of times the fear is that they, it's just a fear of uncertainty, maybe a fear of not really knowing where they want to live or, you know, the fear of finances, the financial, the in, economic insecurity, kind of, um, you know, the political current and where things are going and where the market is going. That's kind of something that I hear constantly um, however, when I do hear couples that are pretty strong in the fact that they know that, okay, this is where we want to be and this is where we want to go, um, I think their fear then is just kind of trusting that they are going to be paired up with the right type of individual and knowing that they can trust their agent. And so... Um, no, no, if I'm making sense in that. Like I think yeah, I think if they're sure they want to buy the 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 economic current or the political current doesn't it, it falls by the wayside by then, I think. For sure. I mean they're just those mini objections that you know, it's just they it's like those thousands of thoughts that enter our head every day, you know, and sometimes we latch onto mm -hmm. them and think it's a big deal and then the more motivated we get the the less we think they're a big deal you know it's just kind of like yeah okay whatever um it's amazing when you walk into a house with a buyer and they love it how every single objection just evaporates you know where they they drive up and they're like oh i don't really like the where it is on the street and then they walk in and they're like yeah i don't care where it is on the street i think it's perfect <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They don't even care anymore. It's like, okay, I'm good. Okay, so I'm wondering if, um, so, you know, you think, you know, your target's basically millennials. They're probably now, are these professional people? Are they uh, blue-collar people? Like, where, are they university-educated, not university-educated, or college, I guess you guys call it down there? Um, I'm, I'm finding that most of them are um, a mixture of being university educated, college educated, um, but they're mostly they mostly are young. I mean we're finding them even even though they're looking online again because I'm such a strong referral based agent, I'm still getting them referred by their friends and family that have 
you know, purchase with me, even if they're in their 20s. Um, and so they're, they might be looking online, so they may come to me already with, you know, all of their research done um, because they've already looked online, and yet they are still needing that hand-holding process. You know, they're still needing the education. They're still, they're kind of needing like a mom figure, if you will, to kind of help mm -hmm. them and, and guide them through um, the process. And so I would say it's a mix of, you know, being, they're, prof they're young professionals, most of them are, um, and some of them, you know, whether they have gone to university or not university, most of them are young professionals in one way or the other, whether they own their own businesses or uh, are working in, you know, the marketplace, whether it be technology, medical, uh, and such. Hopefully I answered your question, Glenn. Yeah, we totally get it. And see, you know, the beautiful thing about when you have all the listings on like a public access MLS is um, most of them do all their own research ahead of time, right? And um, I remember reading this great stat. I think NAR came out with it. It said like 88% of buyers drove by the house before they made the appointment to go and see it with a realtor. And so they're kind of like Very creeping cool. around. Um, and I just went through that myself. I bought like a cottage or you guys call it a cabin. And, you know, for a year or two, I was just up there driving. I was anonymous. No one knew I was looking, you know, unless I wanted to go and book an appointment. And that's what people do, right? right. They just kind of, you know, we're used right. to getting free information on the Internet. We're going to creep things. We're going to creep people. We're going to creep neighborhoods. We're, we're going to find out all of our research um, because that's what we're just kind of used to do and especially millennials, right? Like that's just how they live their life. Right. And then, you know, and then at the very end of the transaction, which is neat because I think the average showing time has dropped from 40 to 50 hours down to eight to 10 hours um, because they're doing all the kind of research ahead of time. So we've kind of given up 70 yards of the game so far, but we still have the last 30 yards, which is the most important. Um, which is like because now the risk is bigger, they need an agent to guide them, they're looking for someone to shepherd them through this whole thing or be their mom, as you said, you know. So mm -hmm. if that's where they are and we know where they're going to go to, now we just have to construct some type of platform that they're going to find you and then they're going to keep doing a little bit more research and then eventually they're going to put up their hand and kind of come out mm -hmm. from the shadows and say, hey, I need your help. And I think there's a couple avenues that we can do it. Um, number one, I would probably call all of the all of your um, past client millennials right now, and I would just do the two question call, which is a really amazing call. You can do it at any time of the year, and it's perfect for people who have bought in the last say two months to 24 months. And you just call up and you go, hey, hi, it's Kim, how are you? And they're like, hi, and here's the questions. Um, how are you? <laughs> okay. And here's the second mm -hmm. tough one. How's your home? Okay. <laughs> and when you can ask those two questions, what it does for people is it they hear like that they matter, they're important, you haven't forgotten about them, and you get to reconnect with them right away. Um, and you're not asking right. for anything. like So you don't call and go, oh, by the way, I love referrals too. You know, that would violate the code. Right. The code is call and say, how are you? You re-engage. It's like, oh, my God, I haven't heard from you. You know, we haven't talked for a while. Oh, great. We love our house. We love it. so amazing. And then just wait. And they're going to bring up real estate because that's what your connection is. They're going to say, oh, how's the market? And you say, oh, and now this is where 
your kind of scripting will become really important because the most likely people to refer these millennials to you are the existing millennial past clients that you have. But mm -hmm. the more specific of a referral request we can ask in a very kind of clever way, the better outcome you're going to get. So um, if I was having that phone call, you're my millennial client, and by the end, you know, then they're like, well, Glanto, how's real estate going? And it's like, oh, it's great. I just helped a young couple, he almost describes someone just like themselves, um, buy their mm -hmm. first home. They were renting in old Scottsdale. You know, they were totally worried about, you know, their finances and how to get a mortgage and the political, um, you know, factors. But we ended up finding this beautiful um, home in McDowell Ranch, and they're in the best school district ever. And I'm just, that's what I love what I do. And you know what? I just found another amazing home in a great school district, but I don't have any clients for that. Do you know of anyone who's thinking about moving into this school district for that home? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And what it is, is you're actually doing a very specific referral request without going, do you have any referrals for me? You know, because mm -hmm. people don't really refer um, you know, because it makes them feel good. It, they refer because it kind of increases their status in the herd. You know, it makes them, like they're not doing you a favor, they're doing it because they want the per person they refer to you to come back to them and say, oh my God, thank you so much for referring Kim to me. She was amazing. We couldn't have done it without her. Thank you so much. And it makes them feel great. Makes sense. Okay, so that would be the first one. The second one is, what if you were to create a guide to the best schools in McDowell Ranch? You know if another agent's doing that right now? Or has anyone got like um best schools in McDowell dot com? I don't know. Because if we kinda if that's we what they're it. looking for, yeah, like they're looking for, you know, to buy a home, but they don't want to move in two or three years. They're gonna start a family. And if you ever talk to people who have a family, uh, and if they've got kids who are like one in three or two in four, the only th and they're thinking about moving, the only thing they care about is the is to get them into a great school district, so that they can have mm -hmm. a better life than they did. Would you agree? I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. So what if we targeted the best, like almost the bait was, here's a list to the top 10 best schools, or you did reports on the top 10 best schools. Now, I don't, are you allowed to do that in your laws and stuff? Like, or I know you guys have weird rules where you can't kind of discriminate against another school or talk trash about another neighborhood. I don't really think that there's anything specifically that would that would bar against anything like that. The only thing that I would say specifically about, like it would have to be something along the lines of, here are the top 10 best schools in Scottsdale. Because some a place like McDowell Mountain Ranch only has one, you know, I think they only have one elementary school and one middle school, and then they feed into one big high school because it's such a small, um, right. marketplace. It's such a small uh, neighborhood. However, the the bigger, vast um, area, if you will, surrounding it has a lot more schools. And so um, there's a great resource called greatschools.org um, or it might be greatschools.net. I'm not positive. However, 
it's definitely something because I'm a mom and, you know, together my husband and I have four kids. So I've definitely been down that path. And so schools have always been super important to me. And so it's definitely something that I can speak to confidently. And, you know, whether I know the answer or not, I know how to find the information. So I'm not 100% positive if that's something that I could publish. However, it's definitely worth looking into and extremely valuable information as to, you know, find out or, or teach people how to find it. Right. And what if you created your own Facebook page called, um, you know, 85255 Best Schools or Best Schools in North Scottsdale or something that it was so big that you can just keep referring to it on your post that would be driving people back to that site. And you could almost do like, hey, today I'm outside of this school and here's why I really love the school. Well, first of all, you know, homes in this neighborhood, starter homes are between 350 and 450 and usually you're going to get a three-bedroom ranch and, you know, then you'd spin it onto real estate. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what you're really starting to do is you're positioning yourself as the expert in North Scottsdale on what house prices are and best schools. And um, and what are the other, and then you, like, I loved your passion earlier when you were talking about, and I know all the restaurants and I know where to get everything. And it's like, you know, and you could say, oh, the other advantage to being in this neighborhood would be, you know, these five restaurants, you know, and here's what I love about them. And the more you kind of position yourself as someone just sitting there finding you on Facebook or you're promoting it out or you do a Facebook boost, like you boost an ad, is Mm -hmm. you're just looking for people to go, oh, my God, she knows exactly what we're looking for. Absolutely. I love it. And I think it's it's invaluable. And it it, it actually doesn't even matter, Glenn, if it – I even tell my clients without children. So – whether they have children or not, your property mm-hmm. values are always going to be better where the schools are better. Um, so it doesn't even matter. Even for this couple that I'm working with now that are empty nesters, they still want to buy in an area where there's a great school district because that's where they're going to hold their value. Right. So couldn't you do like a quick video or a quick report on um, whether or not you have kids or not? the school district really matters. And listen, here's my research that I've been doing. And, you know, not everyone's going to have kids and that's fine. You know, you don't have to have kids to live in a great school district, but if you're really concerned about building wealth and protecting your property values and not losing money in real estate, I'm going to tell you to buy in the best school districts first, because we know that when markets rise, the best school districts go up quicker. And when they fall, the best school districts don't fall as much. And, you know, I'm pretty passionate about building your wealth and I want to take care of all my clients and, you know, help them pay off their mortgage. And, you know, then you become like that caring, guiding, positioning agent that you really are out to the marketplace. That's awesome. Like it's almost like you position yourself as the advocate, right? Like I'm the one fighting for your rights, you know? Because most of your other agents are sending like stupid just listed or just sold cards or, you know, door knocking again, you know, or calling people, which 
yeah, if you like to do it, do it. But I mean, you know, I hate when people knock on my door and I hate when people cold call me. So I don't really understand that model where there's such a better way to do it when you just bring who you are, um, you know, and the way you are is perfect. You don't have to be like any other agent and you just bring you to your target market of people who are just like you. And then you can build a whole niche. And then what they do is they only refer. You, know, you ever notice, like, okay, 99% of the time, great people refer great clients to you, you know? Absolutely. Jerks refer jerks. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, that's why it's so important for you to just get really clear on what the mindsets are. And, and I would use that wording. Like, you know, one of the mindsets that uh, is that you're very – um, you know, that you you uh, like to take care of people, that you like to be their mom, that you like to take them under your wing, that you're going to guide them safely through this real estate transaction, that you've been doing this for 14 years, you've probably seen, you know, 55 different problems come up and you know exactly how to deal with them. And the more you push that stuff is the way that you get someone who finds you and they sit there and go, hold on, this is an agent who knows all the great schools, all the great neighborhoods, all the great restaurants. She works really only by referral. I'll be lucky if I get to work with her. And um, look at all these reviews that she's got from her people. And that's what you do, and that's how you really build a, a really – doesn't even have to be a big business because you'll find that you could easily double or triple the size of your business and it's not going to be that much work and it's not going to be that much more money because it's all coming from referrals. Absolutely. That's Is that fine? Do you have any questions? Um, Sorry. How do I get started? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing, right? You just start looking at it, okay, over the next 12 months. So here's what I want to do in the first three months. Um, I'm going to silently be doing all my research and finding out great schools, reports of great schools, articles about great schools, searching the digital world to try to find all the information that you can. And then you're going to put it um, on one spot and create, like, you know, best schools, Scottsdale's, best schools, uh, 855. 255 or 83255. You know, that's where, so you've got to have like a bit of a web landing page. You don't have to invest and spend a lot of money on this, but you need like even a WordPress site um, where you can start putting your content up, right? Then Facebook gives you free business pages. And then you just start, you know, if you keep talking about this all the time, people will start realizing that you're the expert on it. And the more you self-profess yourself as the expert on it, then your value from the consumer, it goes up because they go, oh, you're not just like every other agent. You're actually a specialist in this. And then the more kind of um, content you create online, you become more of like a celebrity specialist. And now people are like, they're trying to fight to get to work with you because, you know, um, you, you're the specialist. You're the person who can solve their selfish problem, and that's all they really care about. I like it. Yeah, and then so the second step, in the, yeah, the, and then the next three months, I would 
I would probably go and try to get as many testimonials, preferably video, but if not written testimonials from people you've already helped. And what you really want them to be saying is, oh my God, it seems so overwhelming, this whole process. We're lying awake at night going, oh my God, how are we ever going to do it? And then we met Kim and Kim just safely guided us through it. And we honestly couldn't have done it without her. And now look at our house. It's as beautiful. It's a house that we bought for less than we thought it was going to be. And it's in a killer school district. And, you know, um, I'd love to eat in Scottsdale or go to old Scottsdale. Uh, I live nearby. And that's the kind of messaging you want to get out to the marketplace. And then I would do that very silently over the next kind of month or two. Um, and then you just pop up into September and then you launch it. And um, and then the other cool thing would be is maybe call some of your past clients. Um, well, I mean, I would do the two-question call anyway because that's just going to build up leads for your fall market. But I would also, if you got really, really super relationships with some of them, just say, listen, I'm planning on doing this. Can you help me with this? Could we go for a coffee? I'd love to pick your brain about what you were thinking about because I just love working with people like you, and I just want to know the right way to target them. Awesome. There you go. And then what you're going to find is because you – yeah, you create this kind of unique technology that's only going to draw those people. Then the the next six months is really about you building in that service, back-end service, so that everyone has the same great raving fan experience for you. And <clears throat> excuse me, and all they want to do is start referring everybody they know. And that's how you build your tribe of people in your niche market because you're the expert. They love you. They start sending everyone they know, and you live happily ever after. I love it, Glenn. It's very exciting. That's awesome. So, all right. Well, Kim, do you have any other questions, or can we are we going to wrap up, or was there anything else I can help you with? No, I I'm excited to put this into action and follow up with you. So, all thank right. you so much for your time. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for your time and your insights. Oh, my pleasure, Kim. It's great talking to you, and um, I will pop by and visit you the next time I'm in uh, beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Thanks a million, Kim. Looking forward to it, sir. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.